Hey guys, Coach Brian here. This is part two of our interview with the Master of Pain, Joel Bain. If you thought part one was wild, hold on to your seats because it's going to get a lot crazier. Here we go. What they up? have them here all over the place, though, Joel. I mean, they have like they, you know, that thing they call it the Gracie Garage. And I tell yeah. you, there's people that I've invited. I'm like, why don't you come train with us? Well, I'm an instructor at my at my own school. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, well, I got my bad. blue belt from the Gracie Combatives, and so I I actually teach, you know, through the Gracie Garage, and I'm already an instructor. I'm like, who are these monkeys that are fucking going with you? Yeah, I go, I'll spank you all at the same time. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh no! This is the way we do it because we want pure Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking the about? The bigger things get, the more watered down they get, brother. You know it. The bigger it gets, Boy. the more watered down it gets. It's it's. I see it a little bit around here where guys are like, well, I chained my buddy. And it's shut up, dude. It's not backyard wrestling, okay? I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather watch that. At least dudes are flying <laughs> through walls and stuff, right? I mean, you got to be tougher to be a backyard wrestler than a garage jujitsu kid. All right, um, unless yeah. you're talking about like the old days of like you know Hegan and the guys being in the garage. That's different, right? That was like, you know, yeah. 80s and early 90s. But nowadays, mm-hmm. if guys are that level, uh, it, it's this, here's my thing. And it, technically, we go through terms. Uh, after 26 years, I got my crew rank in Muay Thai. Cool. Um, I'm a third degree in BJJ. So that makes me what? Professor. Do I give a flying fuck? <laughs> no, I'm coach. I'm just coach for God's sake. Yeah. I don't need some name. So a lot of these I see these youngsters and even guys my age. They're more interested in some rank like they're in the friggin' military instead of just being a coach and being a leader. Yeah. They want to celebrate themselves yeah. with some dork name like Sifu or Guru or Goro or whatever the crap. I just call it dork. It's As soon as you see that run, <laughs> run, because they're more interested in celebrating themselves than the students and raising the students up as a true leader, raising their followers or not their followers, but their their students, a, a real leader is going to raise up those around them, not celebrate themselves some jackass name. You don't need some jackass name to be a leader. It's it's actions over words. And I see, I had a guy come to my gym who was being super creepy outside the window. We had a women's fitness class going on. He's literally like pasted his face against the window like this. And then it gets extra <laughs> creepy. Hold on. It gets extra creepy. We got kids class on the other side. So when the girls rotate around the room, oh, he goes to the kids side. I'm like, no, 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 oh. no, no. So I go outside. I was like, what are you doing, boss? I see you need to move on. He goes, I can be here. It's public property. He said, technically, it's not. I said, uh, what you're doing is uh, you're hanging around and it's uh, what do you call it? It's uh, loitering. Uh, it's yes, loitering. thank you. You're loitering. You're loitering. He goes, well, I'm doing my laundry. Thing, so go stand in front of the laundromat. Loiter there. I said, you're creeping me out. He goes, well, I'm master so-and-so. And not master. It was, it was, it was a master. Because master can be a certain rank sometimes. Like, like I was a master sergeant in the military, right? But am I now? Mm. No. Who gives a crap? Um, but he's like, I'm, I'm Sifu something. And I, I ran the biggest gym in town and I'm like, well, it must be amazing. Cause you're doing your laundry at the freaking laundromat, bro. Um, <laughs> you must be a huge success. Now get the F off the freaking property. I said, or come sign the waiver and show me your seafoodness. I'll give you a thousand dollars. If you can make it 30 seconds. How about that? I said, cause my students would love a show. I said, let's find out. Let's say you're a big school. I said, come on. And he goes, no, 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 I don't want that. I said, I promise you you're leaving. And the cops had to escort him away for being a weirdo. And they, mm. they were polite enough. They were like, Coach, yeah, he's a total weirdo. And I'm like, yeah, as soon as I heard the ma- the seafood thing, I was like, run. I was like, just go away. 
just just get away. And and to any of you students out there listening, if you hear this crap, oh my gosh, everything's on Google. Look these dorks up. Okay. First of all, most of them claim these bullcrap matches, bullcrap fights, bullcrap nonsense under Lord knows who that doesn't actually exist. And you're just like, it's a it's a it's a mental illness, I think, almost to a certain extent, where it's like it'd be like me being in the military, being a master sergeant, calling myself a different rank. Or yeah. to the point where that's my name now. I, I'm not yeah. master sergeant Bane. I'm just master. I'm master, 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 <laughs> master, master, master. Oh, you, like, <laughs> you know what I wanted to bring up? I think it's important to point out that Billy Robinson actually gave Joel his blessing for doing snake. Pit yes, USA, I'm so sorry. I got off topic, brother. I'm sorry. Mm. No, no, but it's it's important to say that yeah. because there's a lot of, as much as I would love everybody to be under one roof and the you know never kumbaya camaraderie, yeah. it's never going to happen. Is you know, and I a lot of times I get in the middle of stuff because like I'm I'm friends and acquaintances with a lot of different people, but then everybody has their own factions, which is retarded to me. But whatever. At the end of the day, the fact of the matter is, is Billy Robinson personally gave his blessing to Joel Bain yep. to start Snake Pit USA. This is Billy's dream. This is what Billy wanted for Joel. This was in agreement with the two of them. And nobody that can take that away from Joel. I have Snake proof. Pit USA is not going anywhere. Yeah, I have proof. He did the first Snake Pit USA camp. He did the very first one. I mean, he ran it. It was his idea. He gave the blessing for the name. Um... I remember uh, John wanted to call it something like, because I had to go to John because I was selected duty military, you understand? So when finally Stephanie had convinced me, and I started, I got off track, guys. When Stephanie had finally convinced me to go here, now it's 2011. It's been about almost a year later since she kind of hatched this idea in my head or planted the seed. And I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do something where people can't get to this. Let me at least put something out there where I, we can maybe help out. That's all it was for. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, maybe down the road when people get into this, we can look at getting a real good curriculum going where, I mean, how many affiliations have curriculums? Not, nowadays you see it a little bit more, but back then, I mean, you got a jiu-jitsu affiliation unless you go by the books. It's nice with Hegan because how many books and videos are out there? A million. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I have almost all of them and, and they're totally worth it because I, I still, I need to keep learning and, and whether it's my favorite technique or not, I can use it and, and transition it or take it and, not necessarily modify, but I can take it and even turn it into some kind of catch wrestling type stuff sometimes if you watch his entries mm -hmm. just by applying mm -hmm. the right concepts, mm -hmm. right? But yeah, so I was still active duty military and I knew I needed somebody to help me. And John and I John had mentioned that he always wanted to start something and with with an like a, a catch wrestling type big event where all these coaches come together. And we went to go train with Billy together in Utah. And we had just gotten breakfast at like a, a Burger King, I think, in the morning. And we're driving this piece of crap rental car. It's, you know, I mean, he's not a small guy either. We're both piled into the front of this car. It's funny. And we're cruising along. And I'm like, John, what do you think about this, man? I said, would you be interested in doing this with me and becoming a team? And he goes, hell yeah, let's do it, man. I'm like, thank God, because John's got a great personality. Um, I'm a little more blunt and uh, no filter. John, not that he's not an honest person. He is an honest person. He's a good person. But he's also the smiley salesman and that's that's not meant to be derogatory he's very good at at being that friendly face you know and which is a yeah. good thing i just i wish i had that i don't i'm as i'm here i am if you I, if you don't like i don't these these i like these gyms that have these here's a good example how many mma gyms or, or jiu-jitsu schools say oh one week trial well if i go buy a sixty thousand dollar car how long do i test drive that some bitch 
20, 30 minutes. If it takes you more than a day to decide if you want to be at that gym, you shouldn't be there. And I tell guys mm-hmm. that if you don't feel like it's the right environment for you for a day, yeah, there's no point in coming back. Because I have fighters that want to be here, that have to be, that they want or dying to train here. And you're pulling my attention away from them because you can't make a decision that a dog can make for a car that costs nearly $100,000 in 20 minutes in a week. It's just stupid. Yeah. And you don't have time for this yeah. stuff. That's why we always schedule our trials. But mm-hmm. Billy did sit down. I love the name Snake Pit USA because you have – and it has nothing to do with Wigan because they don't even do chokes there. Um, and and I don't know what their deal is. They're always pissed off about something. But it's just like nobody cares. It's just – it's they've made themselves obsolete, you know. And, and I'm not even trying to be a dick. I actually tried to support them several times. And they come crying back about some nonsense every time like a bunch of babies. And I hope to God you all hear it because that's the truth. Um Japan, I love because Yuko Miyato spent more time with Billy than all of them. He did. Right. More more than all of us put together. And But look at what he's doing. Yeah. And we get along fantastically. We support each other. It's a, Are we affiliated? No, we're not. But you have Snake Pit Japan. You have Snake Pit USA. Um, I know that... He, he, I'm not... All right, here's your no filter. You ready? <laughs> hey, Do this it. is the Bring platform. On the haters, Bring on the haters. But here's your truth. Because we produced 11 world champions in two years, and we won 80% of our gathering matches and are undefeated in the freaking cage for how many years? So here's the, what else is everybody doing in, in catch as far as organizations? Um, yeah. Wigan was the Aspool or Aspool Olympic Wrestling Club from 1979 until Jake Shannon and Billy Robinson showed up and told them what they were doing with scientific wrestling. Right? Mm. Well, Roy Wood's daughter is what? A lawyer. She saw an opportunity for money. All of a sudden, it's a catch wrestling school again. Weird. Mm. The snake pit's back. Yeah. yeah. Give me a break. <laughs> what a load of shit. And they don't do chokes? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Billy did chokes, so why wouldn't they? Why? Mm. Why? Now, if you're training there, God bless you. I think it's great. But you better be training somewhere else, too, or you're getting choked the fuck out, son. It's yeah. You have no idea how to defend something you've never trained in. You have no clue. And you're obsolete in MMA unless why? I mean, you got some now. You got some studs that have trained there. You know who I really like is um, uh, Ian Jones. Ian Jones is a class act, but he doesn't train there no more. He started training there and he went out and got his jujitsu black belt. And he also trained with a couple other guys from the original Snake Pit. And he's a good dude. I really like him a lot. Um, so I'm not I'm not knocking students that train there. I'm not trying to knock anybody, but that's the damn facts. If you're not training chokes mm-hmm. and you're running a grappling academy. What on God's earth are you doing? Like, because the kids, 11-year-old kids in judo class can do chokes in their tournaments. Yeah. The 11-year-old kids, my daughter was a two-time state judo champion. They they can do chokes and arm bars at 11 years old. But the adult in catch wrestling Mm. can't. And when the term no holds barred comes from catch wrestling, you're obsolete. Mm. You're completely obsolete. You have to be able to, a submission is a submission is a submission is a submission, you know? And, uh, yeah. I don't even have time for those those clowns. It's it's a joke. It's it's it's, it's embarrassing sometimes because people be like, "Are you affiliated?" I'd be like, "Nope." Big big nope. <laughs> big explanation mark, capital letters. Nope, never would be. Now you got Jack Mountford <laughs> out there, and a couple other guys that are badasses, um, but they don't have anything to do with it. They won't be around it. You know, they do their own thing. Um, I think Tommy Moore is another guy who's out there. Um, Mountford, we actually talked to years ago. Now these guys are up there, you know. They're they're, they're getting yeah. way up there, and 
you know, travel's gotten so expensive with the plane tickets. I've thought about it a few times trying to go out there and just mm-hmm. train with like a Jack, Jack, like Jack Malford and these guys. I think that'd be really interesting because we have a couple of places, you know, we're good buds with, with Chris Cross and who's, who's a great guy and, uh, similar backgrounds, you know, he's, he's trained with Billy a little bit and he's trained with, he's big, big under Eric Paulson with jujitsu and CSW and, uh, love Chris to death. Great guy. And then we have, uh, Les Allen out of, uh, Halifax. Um, he runs the, the Halifax fight team out there and he fought in Pancrase. He was under Ken Shamrock, Ken Shamrock 2000. And he's a great technician. So we're blessed with the great coaches in the United Kingdom that have really taken over you know, in that area, which is a blessing. But yeah, Billy did the first Snake Lee USA seminar or it was actually a camp, two day camp. He would stay after extra days with John and I, he blessed the name. And I even have the certificate from the first camp he did with us that, you know, my name is on there as a student and it says Snake Lee USA and it's signed by Billy as proof. I mean, he blessed the name, he blessed everything. So it wasn't, you know, you see other people saying, well, this is the only organization we know who it is. It's the scientific wrestling show, you know, and I give credit to Jake because he gave the, what did he do? He brought in Billy, you know, and I even told him our last phone conversation. I said, dude, thank you for doing that. But, um, like you said, it's, we, I know that we want to work together, but from my personal experience, I've tried so hard. If you look back at 2018, all those organizations that I put on that banner for that championship that we did, that it has all those crazy matches where current Jacobs went in there and had that amazing night. You know, I mean, I don't know if anybody will, no matter what he's done or lost since then or whatever happened, I don't know if anybody can replicate that night that he did. And I've been to hundreds and hundreds of grappling events for so many years. I've never seen somebody put on a show like that in one night with that long of matches with little breaks. Like him or not, doesn't matter. That was probably the best performance I've ever seen at a grappling event. And it was just, I don't know if anybody could have beat him that night. It was just, that night was his night. You know what I mean? And we put those banners up there, you know, Eric supported it, but it was, and, I, and Eric and Randy Couture actually offered, you know, monetary to help out with some money. I said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm just trying to do what? Get the logos up to show some type of unity. And guess who punked out again? Mm-hmm. Snake Pit Wigan, because we're doing chokes. Yeah. Don't even know why I asked. They did it, they did it before that in 2014, because they found out we were doing chokes at the, at the world championship up in, uh, at, at the, in Manhattan at the MMA World Expo, putting on the first catch wrestling mag- matches in New York City in 93 years at the Jacob Javits Center, which is huge, right there in Manhattan. And they're like, oh, well, we don't do chokes, so we can't be a part of it. I'm like, what? We're not even asking for anything. Yeah. It's just your logo. We're actually, we're marketing you, you idiots. It's, it's going up on everything, and you're saying <laughs> no because we're doing chokes? <laughs> My God, I hope I catch a little flack from these goofballs. It's like, ugh. Ah, gives me something to do. <laughs> Not that I don't have enough to do, but it's funny playing with, with the. Yeah. With the uh, that is funny. Anyways, yeah. So Billy pushed it and really supported it, and uh, he was actually supposed to that seminar. He was supposed to come with scientific wrestling. The year he passed away in March 2014, I was wrestling at the Armed Forces Championship down in Lejeune. At Marine Corps had home field advantage. Uh, it was a rough weekend because Billy passed away, and John Potenza called me up and he goes, "Have you heard about Billy?" And I'm like, heard what? And I'm wrestling Greco that morning. And uh, he goes, he's gone. And I said, gone what? To like the liquor store? You know, getting some, because not like to get liquor. He was, he was always a beer and wine guy. I mean, it, it was yeah. not a drunk drunk, you know. He was just, he, he'd go and have his beer and his wine, you know. And other than that, he ate perfect. He would yell at me about convectional ovens all the time. It drove me insane. Um, he, every time I saw him, did you get that convectional oven? I'm like, what the hell? Um, but he goes, no, he goes, he, he's gone. And I'm like, Dude, what are you talking about? They're like, he passed away. And John goes, he passed away. And I'm like, well, 
And it didn't, it didn't even hit me for a couple of days, to be honest. My daughters were actually crying because uh, they got to know him pretty good, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially Victoria, my oldest, she's 23 now. She was really upset. So it was, it was, it was a hit, not just on people that knew him, but the entire, like we say, uh, if there is a grappling community, the knowledge that man took with him yeah. as hard as we all can work together to take those concepts and keep pushing the technique and rediscovering things by using those concepts, we're never going to have what he had now without a couple extra yeah. lifetimes to work it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's just no other source that's going to give you that. It's, it doesn't exist. Um, I do my best. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anybody that can replicate what he does better because I'm obsessed with it. Mostly from notes, though. Um, I, I retyped all those notes. That's what our curriculum is based on. It's 100 pages of notes on techniques. And when he would change something a little bit, I would drive him crazy. I'd be like, Coach, you said this last time. And I'd show I'd, <laughs> He would get so mad at me. I'll tell you what. He'd get so mad at me. And he'd be like, so what? He goes, just do it. And I'm like, uh, well, I don't know which one to do now. I'm going to do the one you tell me to do right now. But which one? But I would practice, you know? And, and yeah. John and I would jump mm-hmm. in the cage up at his gym, and we would drill a couple times a week and just drill, drill, drill nonstop. It wasn't just going to a seminar. We would drill nonstop till, like, we talk about hating the technique. We had to, um, to make the seminars as good as possible. And, and it was, it was, a, it, it was fun for a long time when John and I were together. Cause it was, it was, it was, I would always go and do the heavy wrestling and the takedowns and, and the grinding, punishing stuff. And John would come in with the, you know, his take on submission attacks and stuff like that. And it was fun. And John has that great sense of humor, but you know, everything comes to an end sometimes. And, but what happened was when it split, he, he had his own affiliations, right? Now, Snake Beaver State didn't really lose anything as far as schools, and we've we've tripled in our audience. That's not because of John. It's just that's just years of time, right, and growing. But he's created his own thing, and it's I think he's that's that's his passion, and he's doing great with it, and and that's nice because that's twice as many catch wrestling schools now, if that makes sense. Yeah, because he has his old school yeah, yeah. grappling, which is good. So in the yeah. end, it's a good thing, you know, and it's kind of like yeah. a. Yeah. it's like a band breaking up and all, but there's only two artists and they both go solo and it actually works, you know, <laughs> which <Yeah>. never <laughs> happens. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so throughout all the stuff that we've been talking about, you do mention a lot of stuff in terms of like specific things uh, in terms of grappling um, and especially in context of catch, how does catch improve or where does catch play a role in the grappler's journey? in their learning, in their development, in their progression? In a sense, why should a grappler learn catch? This kind of goes back to what we were talking about before a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not like, I mean, I can't sit here and say, oh, you must learn catch wrestling or you're going to suck. Jiu-Jitsu is absolutely viable and it's badass. Nobody can say otherwise. Nobody. Um, It's ridiculous to say otherwise. It's proven. It's combat effective. But is it as old? No. because And here's why. There's always the debate of, oh, is jiu-jitsu older than wrestling? No. Why? Because wrestling is way before anything. I mean, you can go biblical times. You can go 4,000 years before that. They weren't calling it jiu-jitsu. They weren't calling it anything. This is, you're talking about 1,000 years before pancreation. It was just wrestling. You know? And if you think there weren't holds, you're crazy. You know? it's it's And people think they've invented a new... Like you see, you know, the double wrist like to me is a little different than the Camorcas, you know, and Brian, you know, us. Billy would say, what well, there's a short arm and a long arm. 
my double wrist lock. And the short arm goes over the shoulder, not the tricep. If you go over the tricep, you get a little more of a Kimura variation where you're still going to nail that shoulder and it's a badass submission, you know, or Gaiuku Urigurami, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's not going to, if you look at like Sakuraba's matches, watch how he goes over the shoulder against the Gracies and what, what happens? The elbow pops out, not the shoulder. Yeah. It should be the wrist, the elbow, and the shoulder if it's locked perfectly. If it's not on the wrist perfectly, you should, the elbow should still go out first. Um, so when we go back to the time, the technique of catch, it hasn't come back big enough yet where it is exploding, but it hasn't come back big enough yet to where it's gotten watered down. If you find the right sources that are truly passionate mm -hmm. about not celebrating themselves, but the coaches that they learn from. And again, me saying this is not me celebrating myself. I'm a conduit. That's all I am. That's all I'm interested in being. And mm -hmm. I don't plan on doing this forever. So hopefully guys, you know, and I know Brian can, could do this right now. I have no doubt. Um, that just has to be somebody a little off kilter like myself <laughs> to, to, you know, drive the machine <laughs> as a team, um, where as a team, we can absolutely work together, but they catch concepts. Like I said, it makes my, it made my judo better, made my jujitsu better. And it got me on the air force wrestling team. If I had never learned catch wrestling, I would have never had two of the three Olympic coaches I had. No way. Um, I would have never had a chance at that team. Nobody would care. I would just be another BJJ guy, you know, and I hope to God I wouldn't be butt scooting or pulling guard. I don't know if I could still even, yeah. I don't know. but how many schools, how many just schools really teach takedowns? I mean, it's getting better. I hope, but not, I, I think, you know, what? it's, it's probably getting worse. Few. You're right. I'm totally full of shit. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. Dude, yeah. It's, it's very few. It's bad. When, when we, we, you know, I, I got, I get in trouble with Instagram because I make these posts. I go start standing or stay home. You know, with like our little clips of us doing takedowns, I see those, yeah. and people get pissed. Why people get pissed? Why? Because they're like, "Well, you could." There's nothing wrong with just starting in the guard, or this is not my. Well, them okay. getting pissed right there is their whole problem. Standing, you know, it's that's that's exactly yeah. why they start from their butt because they, they have a tampon. I mean, yeah. it's there's yeah. cowards <laughs> will not do. Well, here here's the thing: because cowards will not do takedowns. Cowards will not do right. takedowns. And if people don't like to hear that, yeah. too bad. If you don't like hearing it, I'm probably talking to you. If you are scared to do takedowns, then you're a coward. You'll be okay. The five-year-olds yeah. and the three-year-olds in Japan do judo at three. Okay? So if you're scared yeah. to do takedowns as a grown-ass adult, you're a coward. Okay? And pulling guard is going to get you murdered anywhere else outside of a freaking of grappling tournament, period. It's yeah. it's beyond stupid. You know, I'd think, rather be slammed on my head yeah. as an older man tying up with an all-american freestyle national champion whatever you want to call it or greco national champion then yeah. fall to my ass like a coward no no matter yeah. and, and i, I it's, i'm it's, ashamed to say this but i'm gonna say it once i in the gym throw it at guys don't yes i said that on a podcast i almost wish i didn't but <laughs> now when i do it hold on i do not butt scoot like i have worms okay i just go straight to my ass <laughs> and kind of attack like an Imanari style into the legs, wrapping the legs because yeah. I need to throw it at them at my level of knowing exactly what's coming and how to intertwine the legs because there's three things people come at me for. Number one is always damn leg locks, even though we all know what. A leg lock is no different in catch wrestling than a damn arm bar. But what everybody thinks of what in catch? Oh, it's neck cranks and leg locks. What a load of crap. A submission's a submission's yeah. a submission. But if I'm able to use a jiu-jitsu approach from there, and then bring in the catch concepts with the leg locks. I know my leg locks are going to be tighter, meaner, and more vicious. 
And then I can bring in that jujitsu yeah. lineage to what? Elevate you, sweep you, and move you. And if my students are able to deal with that with me, they they buzzsaw through the guys like it's a like it's a joke. And it's one of those sacrifices you have to make as a coach where I, I literally just go into the fetal position afterwards, you know, after doing it. Because I'm so ashamed of myself for pulling guard. And sometimes I'm back <laughs> in the shower, you know. And uh, But we, we have to do it though, right? But Joel, think about it. Like, coaches, we, we, as, as coaches, you have to, if you're prepping somebody for a tournament, yeah. 99% of these assholes they're going against are all guard yeah. pullers. So unless we're teaching them, what does it feel like to have somebody drop down, so pull thorny. guard on you, try and pull your head down? Uh and enter into it, then you're not going to know what to do when it happens. And I have to do this stuff. And like, when I do it to Tati over and over again, she's like, God, I hate this. It's like, why won't they just stand? I go, because they're pussies. And and their coaches don't know. And people bitch about it. Well, I'm not a pussy. Okay, pull guard. I mean, are we going to fight? Are we going to do an IBJJF match? Are you tough? Are you really talking trash with IBJJF rules? Seriously, shut up. Yeah. Don't, I, love when people try, I love when people try to talk tough about fighting, and they're literally backing their 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 talk up with IBJJF rules. Dude, you're not tough. I promise. Yeah. You don't even know what – you can't yeah. spell tough, okay? It's, you have no clue what tough is if you're using IBJJF as your rule set for being a badass. Seriously? Yeah. It's a joke. Yeah. You can't even address people like that because you're like, uh, oh, I'm either being trolled with like somebody I know or – I mean, it's not even troll. It's not even troll worthy because some troll stuff is pretty funny. That's just moronic. Like, like, did you even get into a fight in elementary school, idiot? Like, seriously, <laughs> did you ever stand up for yourself once in fourth grade when you were getting picked on? Do you understand how this works? You know, and in a real fight, yeah. please sign this waiver before we yeah, start fighting. These, yeah. are, these are my rule set. I need to pull guard. I need a five minute warm up. Give me two minutes on the jump rope, and then I'm gonna do some yoga, yeah. and then I'm gonna come flying at you on my ass. Okay, um, look out because I, 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 I pull guard hard, bro. Okay, <laughs> fuck you. I'm mean, sorry for my language. I just like <laughs> it, just cracks me up. Like, it's, it's, like, I, like, you guys know the in the main fight I'm talking about with uh Hicks and Gracie's son, uh, who's a great grappler. But yeah, Crone, what are you Crone. What are you doing pulling guard in a cage, dude? You literally embarrassed everything about yeah. yourself, and it's like. Dude, you're a badass grappler. Hats off to you. Got it. You're good. But you just, ugh. What the crap was that? He didn't want to be there. He didn't want to be there. That's why I was making the jokes about it. You just took invisible jujitsu and made it completely just dis- like it's now it's really invisible because there was no, there was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> there was nothing. I mean, it's, it is what it is, guys. He, I mean, yeah, you got to, it walks bad. like a duck, talks like a duck. You got to call it, you know, and the BS yeah. flag was all yeah. over the place and that everybody saw it. Everybody saw it, and I, I didn't watch the damn fight because I'm not buying that crap anymore. Because they changed the, the, you got white belts and beginners in there that are athletes that can run their mouth over talent. And I'm not, well, I'm sorry, not talent. Yeah. Wrong words. Over character and discipline and technique. You know that's mm-hmm. why you don't see it. and everybody. And, and, and this is a good interview. If you guys go to the Catch Wrestling Magazine uh, Instagram page, you'll you'll see um, Matt Hume talking about the evolution of MMA. Does he think fighters now are better than they were before? And he says, hell no. There's no way because they don't specialize in anything. They're kind of mediocre all over. So when you get someone that's really good in one area, they use it to destroy them. You know? Yeah. Being a black belt in jujitsu meant something back then. And it's like, where did all the traditionalists go, right? You know, I started. So now it's just, oh, MMA, 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 MMA. Yeah. I have students that come (laughs) into my gym. They go, can I I just come straight to MMA class? I'm like, well, it's not a class. That's fight team training. Because I don't have time in an MMA environment where I'm teaching the fight team 
to say, okay, this is side control. I, I don't have time for that because these guys are getting ready to jump in the cage, you know, or we have the guys getting ready for boxing matches or tie fights, right? We do everything. I, I don't have time for that. You got to, got to learn some stuff first, but everybody wants to go, well, I just want to do MMA. Um, dude, I don't know what to tell you. Go try that street beef thing or what they call that crap. I, I just, I have no, good luck. It's not, it's weird, man. Um, Um, and it just started when we tired before that there was YouTube. Where, where was that? We're talking about dial up internet, bro. It wasn't, yeah. there was no cell phones. We didn't mm-hmm. have cell phones. And now you're on your cell, not you guys, but everybody, oh, all of us are on our cell phones, right? I mean, I'm on my cell phone right now and you know, we're on Instagram. There's this technique and it's very hard for me running catch wrestling magazine to find something where it's like, cause it doesn't have to be pure catch. It just has to be something like, Hey, that's a really cool no-gi move because what I, I said earlier, if it's really no-gi, then it's probably no pin catch wrestling. If it's good stuff, right. it's good stuff, right? Yeah. If it's good stuff, it's good stuff. But, but as long as the concepts are there, as long as the concepts are there, um, I think it's important. But hunting for those techniques is like a needle in a haystack, man, yeah. which is why I end up reverting mm-hmm. to the normal coaches. I go back to guys like Eric or Gokor or guys like that or Neil or you know, I'll put some of myself up or, or Barnett or something. There's, I mean, there's, a, there's a, a lot of guys I can go through all day, right? I didn't have a list. Mm-hmm. And or if we have seminars coming up from credible guys like Hugo Duarte, you know, basically runs everything Lucha Livre right down in South America now, right? And he, he, these guys are still around. They're putting on those shows. And especially if they've been around longer than me. I think it's more important if they've been around longer than me to celebrate them first and put them out there. I think it's the right thing to do out of respect. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's always someone blazing a path. The path, that path dries up and there's nowhere to go. You know, and, and it's, it's going to be us when they're no longer there. And if we don't keep moving, then that, again, that path just, it, it grows back up, you know, and it's, and we got to reblaze it. So it's hard to find these techniques and stuff. And like I said, I tell the students, make sure you got your BS boots on, you know, those big high rainwater boots <laughs> when you're walking through YouTube and when you're walking through <laughs> stuff. And you know what? You will find some really interesting stuff. And my guys bring, I have, I have guys, apparently we have a huge fan base in Sri Lanka, which is funny. Wow. Um, recently. <laughs> I had a guy from Sri Lanka ask me if he could live in my basement and train catch wrestling. And then maybe in six months, he'll fight MMA. And I'm like, that's a first. Uh, <laughs> he goes, yes, I will. I will join as a silver member, $75 a year. I live in your basement. And I'm like, well, basement's not that bad, man. So it's, yeah. it's like 75 bucks. I'm going to fly you from Sri Lanka. You're going to train with me for free. And then, but it's funny sometimes, but God, a lot of guys will send me MMA fight videos and stuff. And I'm like, it's crazy. It's, mm-hmm. it's funny though. I, I like writing them down and it, it, I'm not trying to knock these guys. Cause I know that they're, they're, I think a lot of them have good hearts and their, their minds in the right place. Yeah. And they really want the answer. They're looking for a catch wrestling perspective, but I do get pigeonholed with that a lot too, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's not me. I love catch, but people mm-hmm. forget that I'm, I'm a hybrid. I'm not a pure catch wrestler. There's no such thing. There, I mean, who's who's a pure catch wrestler? We've all trained in something else at some mm-hmm. point. I, I don't care if you're if you're doing BJJ and you have one wrestling takedown or one judo throw. Guess what? You're not a purist. You're not. It's that mm-hmm. simple. There are no mm-hmm. purists, and eventually, maybe not in our lifetime, maybe so at the rate things are going, especially with the ADCC and now the IBJJF really opening stuff up in nogi. You're seeing more of a one art combining more and more so especially more more than the more you see what coming in the more catch wrestling you see come in 
because it is, it's, you know, like I said before, what's new is old and when, and it's history repeating itself. And very rarely does good history repeat itself. Usually it's bad history that repeats itself, right? With wars and negativity and things like that. This is a good history that's repeating itself with technique that, mm-hmm. but you got to find the right sources. And I'm not saying I'm the greatest in the world. I know I'm damn good. Otherwise I'm an idiot. What the hell am I doing? I tell my students to believe they're the best in the world. Otherwise I'm, otherwise I'm, you know what I mean? But it's not, it shouldn't be arrogant. If you don't believe you're good at what you do, you're not a professional. You're not a professional. Mm. You're not a professional. If you don't believe you're good at what you do, it's that simple. Um, and if you're not good at what you do, you better get to work and start pushing yourself harder. Um, I'm always trying to figure out keywords and trigger words to get my students to react faster and better to the right technique perfectly to actually make it more efficient. Um, and Brian, you can relate to this one. There's certain things that you'll say to students and they're like, huh? And then you just change slight verbiage and it yeah. clicks. And then yep. you, you kind of, you kind of, you compartmentalize it where you, you kind of like, all right, got it. Or maybe you write it down on your phone, right? You're like, that's, that's, that was the phrase. And those are the things that's important to take to seminars, especially because that means if it worked with your guys that know you and it, and it, you saw it across the line, click in everybody's eyes, you can work with a group that you haven't worked with and only use that phrase. And you're going to get twice as much done, not necessarily with a fire hose effect, but just accomplish a lot of great things and get some good technique. And, you know, we're going to do a great camp. Hour. It's, it's basically a mini camp we're doing in California, Brian. We're doing a nice yeah. four hour this time. So we're I know we were, we were uh, pontificating. Hopefully we start this next year is start doing the West coast two day camps. Yeah. You know, I'm with you. So we have like the East coast one and then we'll do a West coast one. You know, we can do it. With us, we can do it at least once a year. I'm totally down with doing the those weekend camps. We'll we'll blow it up, you know. And uh, I think it's important because that way we can get people from all over instead of everybody always just flying to Jersey to do it. You know, if we right. kind of split the country in half, it'll be a lot easier, I think, for a lot of people if we do half and half. A hundred percent. You know, and then just kind of build it out from there because people need to ultimately people need to learn this, and it's shocking to me. And I always say this, the arrogance um, that people have that they think they already know everything or they're stuck in this cult where it's just like, well, if it's not part of their affiliation or it's not their coach, well, then it, it must be bad or it's not going to yeah. be as good. I'm like, dude, I'm, it's so retarded. Like when I've seen people say, well, I'm the master of the half guard because my teacher's the master of the half guard. I'm like, I know who your teacher is. Come here. Show me your half guard. Then I just, you know, wreck them in about 20 seconds. Well, those are just dick moves. Anybody can do that. I'm like, you know the story of Alexander? No, actually, anybody can do it. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, no, you're not, you don't know what what you're talking about. But they all You don't know how to cause true pain. Yeah, they they, they don't. And so when they feel it, they get offended. You know, pain is offensive. And it's gotten so watered down and so pussified that, you know, it's like, difference between Kyokushin karate and say like, you know, this kind of like tippity tap, like Taekwondo, right. Where you're just yeah. point fighting. Yeah. And then you come in and it's just like, now we have this capoeira style BJJ, right. Where everybody's tap dancing around each other. And it looks like capoeira and like some kind of circus move, which is cute. It's very beautiful to watch, yeah. but yeah. highly but take ineffective that shit to the for an actual fight. Yeah. Take it to the carnival. Yeah. Yeah, We're not gives a fuck about yeah. I'm not a carny. You, I mean, if you want to practice carny stuff, we can practice carny stuff, but I don't teach sh- show holds. I teach pain. Yeah. Thank you, you know? so much. God bless you for that. Because I, I, if, it's, I, dude, if, it, 
And that's a misleading thing with cats, by the way. It's important to mention. There's a lot of stuff out there with show holds. Yeah. And are they fun? Sure. And it might get your mind where the cogs are turning, where you can kind of start putting other things together. But getting obsessed with those show holds is a path to nowhere. You know, it's and there should be no dead ends to your technique or your flow or how you're chain wrestling. No dead ends allowed. And it has to go full circle. Everything we're doing, if it doesn't go full circle, then we're full of shit. You know, um, yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. That was that was actually that was perfectly said. Um, Yeah, the camps, 100 percent. I'd love to be able to come out there and do those. I think the West Coast was something that was because we started in Jersey. Right. So it was obviously things grew from here. And it's, it's really easy on people. It's an easy commute. And when I say, I'm like, it's still, I mean, we're still talking about, we've had guys come from Japan, Australia, Iceland, uh, England, Germany, and that's nice and all, but only a couple even come from California once in a while. How, how odd is that? And, and the real reason is because we're on the East coast and even it's, it's the same flight from freaking England. <laughs> basically yeah. you know then i mean because yeah. there ain't no layover in the atlantic ocean unless you're going to the aors or west azores <laughs> so uh it's it's pretty much because i'm you know i don't mind layover, but you know my flight i'm coming to see you soon and it's yeah. it's it's about this it's actually about the same amount of time if not a little more so yeah. from let's say england do i mind no but i think it's important that we get things more out there on the west coast where people aren't just like oh it's california no it's not just for california it's no, get it's off your butts it's yeah. four hours for how cheap can we be, brother? I mean, you know, you and I paid, I've probably spent over a hundred thousand dollars on coaches and training easily, easily. Oh, Billy was $2,000 for two days, man. Yeah. And I'm going to teach you the exact same stuff. And a lot of stuff that I've been digging into nasty, that's destroying our other people in tournaments like crazy. And no, I'm not making videos of it. So people need to get off their butts and come, come do it. They need to, <laughs> you know, it's that July simple, 15th. you know, yeah. July, uh, July 15th, right there yeah. at uh, Mission BAO High School. And it's going to be great. And for all the an important thing, this threw me off. So, Brian, bear with me. Mm. If you guys come out to this center, make sure you go on Eventbrite. Eventbrite, just look up Snake Pit USA. You'll see the California seminar. Register, get your butts on there. It's, it's a great wrestling room. It's going to be a great time of year. We're going to have a fun time. Uh, we'll do some old school Greco warm ups and stuff. Uh, I promise you won't be too horrible. It's technique based, okay. When I, if you guys want to roll afterwards, I always encourage that. But it's technique based, drilling, 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 and I will walk around to every single student in the room. I always do. I think it's important to have a good coach to student ratio. I know Brian knows a lot of the things that I know where he can walk around and help as well. And I also know Brian. I'm one, you're a visual learner, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I recognize that about you. I know if I show something that maybe, or if you showed me something in jujitsu or anything or catch that maybe I hadn't seen before, right? Or anything. If I see it a couple times, get, let me drill it a couple times and I guarantee I can walk around. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. just the way it's, it's, everybody learns differently. Uh, my daughter, she's a two-time world champion in, in grappling. She's, she's 12. And, and so is my stepson. And my, my son, they're both my stepkid, my son and my daughter. And they both learn. They're not visual learners. They mm-hmm. got a hands-on drill it. You got to stand over and that's okay too. So if you, no matter what kind of learner you are, you know, there's, there's what they say, there's four different types. I don't care. I walk around to every single student, every single student. I am not going to ever be that coach who says, here's the technique, go. And then I sit on the side. If you mm-hmm. ever see me do that, it's, it's not me. I've been abducted by aliens. It ain't me. Okay. I will always <laughs> walk around the room. I'm not, cause you got it. It's, it's not about even giving you your money's worth. It's about, mm-hmm. 
I want you to leave a little more dangerous than you came in there. Yeah, I do. Not just for 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 combat sports, or but just to make sure you can handle yourself. Because I'll tell you what, all the law enforcement officers I work with and stuff are the first ones that come back to me with the catch wrestling stuff. And it, it, it's to the point where a lot of them sometimes don't even show for BJJ anymore. I'm like, hey, keep coming to BJJ. Keep yeah. coming. Because I promise you, it's just as rough the way I teach it. Right. You know, because we start mm-hmm. off with judo. And then we'll get into some vicious, vicious submissions with, with using the gi. I'll use the gi for leg locks. I'll wrap your leg up. I, you know, any, any way I can use the gi to make it worse, I'm going to do it. If I can't make it worse with the gi, I'm not going to grab the gi. That's just how I feel yeah. about it. Um, but it's the same thing. You got to keep doing it. But the cops always, the officers come back and they're always like, holy crap, the control that I have over people. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. people whacked out of their heads on drugs, the control. That just from just from the basic positive control and pressure I can put on people, they can't even move. And I'm not tasing people to death anymore. There's not six of us tackling one guy. You know, it's not out of control because, you know, I'm showing my buddies this. I'm showing my buddy that. And now they want to come down to the gym and they want to try this. They want to try that. And I'm like, I'm having trouble selling jujitsu. Once they start huh. learning the catch. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's not a knock on BJ because I love BJJ, by the way. I hope everybody yeah. understands that. I just hate the cult. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, There's nothing yeah. wrong with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It's a beautiful, beautiful martial art. If you're really doing real BJ, which is what? Old school judo and catch wrestling. There's the truth. Yeah. Mitsuo yeah. made it to 2,000 catch wrestling matches. One of the greatest judokas, which wasn't even called judo back then until 1925, just Kano Jiu-Jitsu and catch wrestling. So that's what it should be. There's nothing gentle about that crap. I never understood why they called judo the gentle way, man. I got hit by John Saylor, a three-time national heavyweight champion. The guy who gave me my black belt, gave me an Osoto Gari. Dude, he put me on Queer Street. He knocked me about completely out cold on a 12-inch crash pad with Osoto oh. Gari. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I, I always t- yeah, I tell the students all the time. I go, guys, when we're doing our judo, I go, judo is mean. You can make jujitsu nice when you're rolling around on the ground. I'm like, there's nothing nice about judo. Judo is mean, it's vicious, and it, and it hurts. And so you need to be prepared to absorb the mean and the cruelty of it. Absolutely. It's beautiful. I love it. I've been doing it, you know, almost my whole life, but it's, it's, it's vicious. Hey, Ed, do you, do you want to ask? Yeah. Do you, do you want to ask Ed? Uh, do you want to ask Joel the uh, superstition question? Cause I know we take, yeah, we'll start wrapping up the episode and Joel's yeah, we'll start wrapping up the episode here. So I just, I just pissed myself a little bit. What's happening. (laughs) So, So we call this the Steve Silver Superstition Inquisition. So uh, on our first episode, we had a three-time world Masters Nogi world champ, Steve Silvers. And we went into a segment about superstitions, about how people have these specific fight shorts or specific gi, um, you know, or whether or not they step foot into the ring or the mats with their left foot first. They have to bow (laughs) a certain way, you know, smack, you know, whatever it is. So we want to know, do you have any superstitions, you know, particularly with grappling or just in general? The closest thing I can think is my wrestling shoes. Um, mm. Now, I have two pair because I love my wife, and she gave me a white pair that I – well, she's not going to listen to this podcast. Um, yeah, I don't like that white pair. <laughs> <laughs> but because Now, here's why. Because they, I always like Asics. Because Asics always kind of feel like a slipper. Yeah. And Adidas – now, if you like Adidas, I ain't hating on you, but to me, they always have that plasticky feeling. And yeah. now you got to remember, I'm coming from an international wrestling background with freestyle and Greco, which means you're bellying out. So I need that grip on the side. So mm-hmm. I always like my A6 aggressors because they had that mm-hmm. grip on the side. 
but they don't, they're ugly as hell now. So I got ASIC aggressors from their 2011 or 2012, and I still have them. And I, that's the only wrestling shoe I'll wear. And they're covered in mm. black. They got black gorilla tape that holds the toes on. <laughs> Otherwise, my toes would be sticking through like I'm on Gilligan's Island. Okay? I'm dead serious. Like, I'm going to go collect some coconuts. Like, I'm freaking, uh, what's that movie with Tom Hanks on that island? Uh, Castaway? Castaway. Yeah, that's me yeah. And, and Wilson. <laughs> my shoe. You know, oh all I need is a volleyball with a blood print, of, you know, and I'll put, you know, but seriously, those are my shoes. Those are my wrestling shoes. I will not wear another pair of wrestling shoes. Do I always wear wrestling shoes? No. And people always ask me for seminars and camps. Do we have to have wrestling shoes for camps? Hell no. Why? No, but don't give me that crap. Don't wear, don't wear wrestling shoes in a match. You'll get leg locked. Well, if you're getting leg locked anyways, you don't know how to defend leg locks. Doesn't matter. I don't care what you got on your yeah. foot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the rest of those wrestling shoes. Um, if you look at the old DVDs, I've got them on. I wore those every year. I wrestled for the Air Force. Um, I did mm. wear the white ones a couple times, but dude, I wore those white ones like two USA Catch camps ago, which are two day camps, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's like four seminars in two days, and both my toenails fell off on my big toe. Wow. You know, and, and it was no big deal because that stupid crap yeah. happens all the time. But I, I, I just took my pliers and grossed out my daughter. I said, watch, and just ripped them off because <laughs> I'm stupid. God, I'm just stupid like that. I tore them off, and God, I'm like, well, that's the only way it's going to grow back. So, <laughs> <laughs> But I, I haven't worn them since, man. I can't wear them. Now, I'll wear them yeah. to the gym, you know, like to lift weights because I'm, I'm finally, you know, got, I saw some YouTube videos from a camp ago. I was like, man, I got fat. So <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I, got my, I got my butt back in shape much better, and uh, yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm going to be 44 soon, but that's not an excuse. It's not. Even with all my injuries and stuff, there's always a way to work around it, you know? And uh, I wear those white ones to the gym, but those black old nasties, my old aggressors, I'll probably bring them to California. I will. <laughs> I love those. I love those shoes, man. They're, I, and I can, I don't want, excuse me. I know a lot of guys are wrestling. I used to actually wear wrestling shoes in BJJ sometimes. I know, Brian, you do too sometimes. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time I did it, it was like super taboo, man. Like I was, I was a purple belt and I wore these wrestling shoes and the instructor was a purple belt. He's like, why do you have wrestling shoes on? I was like, just because, you know, I, I like them. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, really didn't have, I didn't have a cool answer. You know, it wasn't like, well, they fit, they match my gi. No, I had nothing. I was just like, well, I saw they were on sale and I like them. So I got them. And he's like, we don't really wear wrestling shit. You know, the typical McDojo yeah. jujitsu that we don't really do that here. We don't really do that here. And, uh, yeah, I didn't get to wear them again until I got the hell out of there, which was like the next day. Um, <laughs> but then when I started training with Sean, it was a blend. We would do judo. He got me back in the gi, you know, um, again, no matter, you know, we don't talk much anymore really at all, but you know, but you got to credit where credit is due. Right. Mm-hmm. He was such a huge influence because he was straight trained under Ken to the point where it was Ken that was still in that very much putting you through absolute hell. So mm-hmm. training with Sean, there was no tapping on chokes. There was no tapping on heel hooks. You were getting blown out on the legs. You were going unconscious. Oh um, you, you start learning defense faster that way than mm-hmm. learning the technique because fear is the greatest motivator, you know? <laughs> and if you understand concepts, you'll start figuring shit out real – or stuff out. I'm sorry. I'm cursing so much. You'll start okay. figuring things out real quick, right? Yeah. And then you start picking up the real techniques like, oh, duh. Um. But yeah, I started wearing the wrestling shoes really heavy then, and then just picking up, and I just kept wearing them. And 
went through a few, a few different pairs, but those aggressors I love. If so, mm-hmm. I get, is it really superstitious? I don't know. Now you talk to my wife about superstition. Look out. If I forget my car, <laughs> if I go outside the door and forget my car keys, she's like, go look in the mirror. I'm like, why? <laughs> I'm the same dude. That left. <laughs> it's, it's still me, honey. It's still me. So she's, she's a little more superstitious about things, mm-hmm. which it, it's cute and it cracks me up. I'm not mm-hmm. very superstitious, but if I could say that, um, what else would I say to be honest? Uh, I think that's it, man. I'm not, I'm not much for super, those wrestling shoes are very, I mean, I was almost, I was, here's an example. It's funny you mentioned that because I had them in the gym last night. I was teaching and I had the white pair there and I had the black pair there and I'm picking which ones I'm going to take to the weight room today. Mm. And I picked the white ones because I'm like, Nope, I need these for wrestling. They can't, they can't leave the gym. They the next time they leave yeah. the gym is when I go see Coach Brian. They're not leaving yeah, the gym. They're not leaving yeah. the academy until I go to California to see you guys. Yeah. And I'm like, that's because that, that's when they need to go, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the, you know, I keep them clean. I mean, they look like hell, but they're clean. And uh, <laughs> I mean, you look at them, they look like they've been hit by a couple lawnmowers. You know, and uh, <laughs> literally that tape. I mean, my toes aren't going completely through, but they've been through hell. You know, that's, that's a lot of wrestling. You know, or five months, five five practices a day is it's it's yeah. and they and trying to be in a heavyweight awesome. that's you know they want you at three hundred pounds. I'm not going to be three hundred pounds. I'm built like a linebacker, and they want you to wrestle you know offensive lineman. And yeah. uh, the biggest I got was like two seventy five, and that was eating like Taco Bell three times a day. And <laughs> like remember those Mega Mass like three thousand calorie shakes? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I was either wrestling or on the toilet. You know, that was it. <laughs> it was. My wife knew where to find me. She's like, "Is either at the wrestling room on base or the Air Force?" The, we, we always comp- we trained at the Army Combative Facility uh, for the wrestling camp. She, he's like, "He's either there or he's in the bathroom." That's it. We're <laughs> stopping at Taco Bell. So I couldn't keep the weight on, man, because it's the old school mentality of the hot room. So it's 100 degrees in there because everybody mm-hmm. else is doing what? They're cutting that water weight, that subcutaneous yeah. water, and actually all the other water too, which isn't the greatest idea. And then going to the sauna afterwards. And I, the heavyweights don't go to the sauna. And, uh, yeah, I remember Richard Strail always hollering at me. He's like, man, I need a real heavyweight. I need a real heavyweight. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Go find you another one. Like I'm eating everything, boss. I can't yeah. eat enough. I, I was, I was nauseated. I was force feeding myself, you know, but I had those damn wrestling shoes. They got me through everything. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. No, I really appreciate your time being on the show. Um, Thank thanks for everything. Me. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and just again, for everybody, remember in California, we're having the, uh, the snake pit seminar july 15th in mission viejo california um there is a quick link if you guys want to go it's a bit.ly so bit.ly forward slash pci xsp uh sp usa for uh snake pit usa so if you guys go there it should take you directly to the eventbrite uh, page if not go to eventbrite and you guys can search uh there as well um and as usual uh, put in pci jujitsu at sandable.com get 10 percent off sandable sports uh, yeah Sandable Sports, yeah. And um, make sure that you guys go check out uh, Coach Bain at uh, Snake Pit USA on Instagram. Um, we also have Snake Pit MMA and International Catch Wrestling Federation and Catch Wrestling Magazine. He's got a bunch of stuff. So um, <laughs> go check him out. Somebody go, go, well, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So we'd love for you guys to connect uh, there. And don't forget to like and subscribe uh, to our podcast. And again, thank you guys all so much for your support on the podcast. It's been, it's been, it's been an amazing journey so far. We thank you guys. And, you know, Coach Bain, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for all that you're thank doing you. with catch, with grappling, um, with just, you know, again, helping people go through this journey and being a coach. Um, on, as a student of Coach Brian's, I thank you for being a coach. And just as much as I thank Coach Brian for being a coach. Brother, thank um, you, you so it. much. You know, I can't say enough good things about Coach Brian as well. If you guys are out in that area, and this isn't just a plug. Um, if I say someone's legit, I mean that. Um, if I was there, I would literally work with Brian. I wouldn't start a gym. And I wouldn't try to be his coach. We would just work together. And I hope he would be okay with that. That's what I would rather do. Hell yeah. And I think his, he's that I'd good. That. He, he, is a, he is a true coach. There's instructors and there's coaches. An instructor has the technique. A coach has your back. And I know Brian is a true coach and, and, and is a class act. And that's not a plug. That's just me being honest, guys. So if you're out there in Orange County, I know there's a lot of choices, a lot of good things in that area. Um, if you're looking for real catch and brutal jujitsu, you guys got to get over to Coach Brian right there. And he's got a great wrestling room, man. It's, it's a beautiful – It's a, I mean, what are they, What kind of room you want to train in, for God's sake? Put me in a freaking wrestling room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I love – I mean, I got some great mats. I love my mats. You know, a nice old school judo tatami style, but I love wrestling mats. You know what I mean? It just feels right. Because yeah. it reminds you what? To wrestle first and then be yourself afterwards. Because it's Absolutely. all forms of wrestling. It's all wrestling. Absolutely. All of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just especially when you can find coaches like that. And we have a hard program where we vet a lot of people and, and if you've been turned down, you know, rejected for, or not, I hate to say rejected, if you've been turned down for affiliation. It just means you need more time, you know, if, if you're out there, but when guys like Brian come in, it's rare, you know, and, and not everybody sticks around, but I don't see Brian going anywhere because he, he has exactly what epitomizes snake PUSA and USA catch and ICWF and all that stuff where I know how hard he's going to work. And the product that he's putting out there is fantastic. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, this is Absolutely awesome, brilliant. guys. And we got, you know, this this thing, July 15th, guys, you guys got to come out. You're an idiot if you don't come. $60 for four <laughs> hours. You're getting half a day with the Master of Pain, Joel Bain. Plus that weekend, we're doing Joel Bain's birthday weekend. So we're going to oh, have geez. a huge birthday bash. Now, he requested midgets coming out of a giant cake. <laughs> my, now, my buddy, <laughs> my buddy not, Chuck is never, the master of the three-legged midgets. I will not confirm or midgets. deny that. <laughs> so chuck if you're listening you know you're coming down from oregon for the party and bring the three-legged midgets he's Is chuck always got a three-legged, three-legged one all right yeah yeah my my price so just went down <laughs> <laughs> you you owe me nothing it's gonna be a fun weekend guys it's gonna be a fun weekend okay so you guys you guys gotta come we got some special surprises that weekend Friday night, whoever wants to sign up to come train with us Friday night is going to be a gi night. Uh, we've got uh, some special stuff me and Joel are doing uh, Friday night for whoever wants to come check it out. It's going to be a unique opportunity. And then uh, Saturday, you, you'd be crazy to miss this. Four hours of pure gold, 60 bucks, guaranteed to elevate your game. You're nuts if you don't sign up for this. Okay. And with that, guys, thank you so much. This is awesome. And yes, we're going to be doing another one of these when uh, Joel's in town next month. So look out. It's going to be wild. We'll do it live. Do it. Yeah, we'll do it live. Do it. Do it. Oh, my God. We got to do it. If Hopefully, maybe there's some fights going on or something. So we can just talk shit on the, on the fights. While we're it happens. 
uh, yeah. I, I had to go. Never mind. I'm going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some interesting situations in seminars before where people can't decide if they want to be a student or a coach. Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't take long for them to decide why I'm coaching. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but it happens. Thank you guys again so much for your time. I had a blast with you guys. And uh, thank oh, you. Thank you. Thank you. This was a good time. Thank you. All right. Until next time, everyone. Thank you.